This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Wombles had a dream podcast. By the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode four of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. My name is Ali Finch, and later on, I'm going to be joined by Connor Sheridan and Danny Baker. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the games against Sunderland, the loss against Sunderland, the win in the Carabao Cup against Northampton on Tuesday. Then we're going to move on and discuss the transfer window, which closes a week today, uh, and is our business done? And then we'll move on to speak to about Robbo and is he becoming a tinker man? And will that be affecting our performances going forward? And then we have some honest questions. So if I'd like to introduce our guests tonight, that's Connor Sheridan and Danny Baker. How are we, boys? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How how are you? Good, mate, good. I'm marvellous. I've recovered from the Northampton game. Um, and I'll talk more about that later. <laughs> yeah, well, let's yeah, start with Sunderland. Uh, a loss to uh, a Sunderland team, which should be there or thereabouts. Uh, I spoke to the Sunderland boys before the game, uh, they're quite confident. What do they think of themselves, Lee? The Sunderland lot, they, they think they got a chance this year? I think being in this league for four years, I think they're kind of getting used to the fact they might not get out of it. Yeah, uh, They've got probably their best chance, I think, in their eyes. They're, they're kind of doing, they've got a lot of the wage bill gone. And okay. they're kind of, but they've got a similar thing to us. They've only got one striker, really, in Ross Stewart. Uh They've got a young guy on loan from Everton. Couldn't tell you his name, but they know who he is. Uh, and, and yeah, I don't think they really blew us away on Saturday. Uh, no. I think I know Zanef had a couple of saves to make, and, and they were good saves. And some people had him as man of match. But yeah, I, I did. I didn't. I thought we were good value for a point. If I'm honest, uh, was it a yeah. penalty? That's the question I wanted to ask because I don't know if you saw it or not. But everyone was talking about a sal going down, and I think when he got booked, maybe. And I think they was talking about a penalty. Was it? Was it? We've been quite unlucky with. Um, with Sunderland, I feel, but um, I don't know if we've had any, uh, if that was or not, I don't know. I, to be fair, I've not seen the incident, so I can't comment on that. I've seen okay. the highlights and I've seen the stats and stuff and what people have told me. I know uh, one of my mates, Nick Palmer, went, he went up there and he said, I said we should be good value for a draw. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was a penalty or not. We've we've had, unlike like against, who is it, Avedo, Avedo, whatever his name is, that handball on the line. Yeah, Oviedo, yeah. That should have been a penalty and a red card, and we would have gone on and win that game. And then Catamar scores two against us. But I don't know, Connor. What do you think of the game? How do you think we yeah. played? How, how do you think it went? Uh, well, I watched it on iFollow just because. Well, I went up to Sunderland once the first time they were in, well, the first season they were down, and I thought I ain't making that journey again. Being stuck in a, <laughs> for some it. reason, I decided to go on the club coach. Oh, that must hurt. How so, long did that take? I've got too long. I fell asleep uh, way it's back. It's the risk of who you sit next to over the club coach. Yeah. You've either it, got great, great ones or a shocker. It's a touch <laughs> of my first ever, one of my first ever away games was Middlesbrough away and I went on the club coach uh, and I vowed never pretty much to do it again, which I don't think I have really. I did it's, that. I did, a, I did Middlesbrough away. We went all the way out there and it was nil-nil. Nil-nil, I was on there. And we were like, oh my, I'm, 
horrendous. We were on replay at home, um, but wow, when, I went like, midweek. I think was it midweek. No, I went on. A, I went on a Saturday league game. Roy Capel got chucked out because he was so drunk he fell down the stairs, and he fell into a policeman who thought he was that trying was trouble. But that was horrendous. But yeah, sorry, Connor. We uh, divulge. Go on. And uh, we, to be fair, Upward could have gone anyway. Neither team looks like really like the massively better team. We had a few decent chances, as you said. Zanev made a decent couple of saves, and. We just, I thought it could have gone either way. Really, it was quite an yeah. even game. I think he's really both grown into it, isn't Zanev? Really grown into that role. Is it oh, me yeah. or is he just looks? He looks bigger. But like, do you know what I mean? Like he's stockier. He looks bigger. When I first saw him when he first came through our ranks, I, I didn't think he was going to make it as a goalkeeper, as a professional goalkeeper, because I just didn't think he had that look of him. Now, when you look at him, you actually think, how how was he not playing? professional like do you know what I mean he before looks, he looks good he's like you said he's got a bit of a presence about him he's he's not he's not as big as other keepers that we've had he's not as loud as other keepers but he's just quietly going about his business and and ultimately you know taking crosses shot um stopping shots I, I, I'm concerned about his footwork a little bit but apart from that he seems I, I don't worry about him at all and this is why it's crucial I think to get young players out on loan you think he went to I think it's Hemel Hempstead at first uh, and that was his first real men's football, which I think opened his eyes a little bit. Uh, and then he went to Sutton and Sutton fans <laughs> raved about him and thought he was brilliant yeah. for him in the conference. So it, it goes to show that if you go on loan uh, as kids and you go and do well, you, you can then step into League One and the professional game. Uh, talking about Sunderland again, I said, I for, I think that they, they should be up there and thereabouts. I don't think they will be. I said that to the boys as well. I don't, I don't, I struggle to see how Sunderland are going to get in them top player uh, positions at the moment uh, I just don't see them being that good so to, to, to lose one now I wasn't really disappointed with it I just think because of the higher plough lane at the moment yeah, or, yeah. Or, or after that game that, that I still had the higher plough lane it, the result didn't really care too much to me would you would you put Connor in the top six Sunderland no they always drop off was McGeady good he's always good isn't he yeah he was his normal self he just well, pretty much just run that for defence. Always, I've never been too like confident with our fullbacks. I still yeah. think Ness is a bit. Yeah. He's got mistake in him, and I've never really rated Shea Alexander. Oh, oh, I, I, I disagree with that. I rate Shea Alexander massively yeah. at the moment. Really? I think, yeah, I think he's become no. a, a really good fullback for us, and I, I agree with Nesta. I do struggle with Nesta at the left back. I, I, I don't see how championship teams are looking at Nesta at the moment. I think he needs to calm down a little bit and settle into a position. Uh, I, I really think Shea is a br- Henry Lawrence is obviously decent uh, and Shea's got a battle on his own, but I do like Shea Alexander. I think he's, he's, he's got a good cross on him and he puts crosses in the box. I really do like him. Okay. Uh, one I wanted to speak to you about, Danny, was the first thing that you tipped to be our worst player this season. Who's that? Anthony Hartigan. Yeah. Uh, and currently, he's our best player and probably... No, on... no, not having it. I'm slamming Oof. this down straight away. Oof. And, and I'll, I'll, I can talk about it now or we can go on to the Northampton game. But we'll, go, we'll go on to the Northampton game in a minute, but yeah. I, I don't want to go on to too far, but I'm not buying this. He's better. There's no way Hartigan is better than Woodyard at the moment in that role. There's no way. Woodyard's an animal at the but moment. They're, dif- they're playing in different positions. Well, they're playing next to each other. Yeah, so they're not. Yeah, so he's not going for Hartigan. Oh, yeah, we played the two holders. Hartigan still does the same: get the ball, pass horizontally, 
pass a little bit. He's, I mean, he had a, obviously he had a good shot. Well, we didn't have a good shot. He had a shot at goal, two shots at goal in Northampton. But he's not. There's no way he's played in. And I'll be staggered to know he's not playing in a different role to when he was when he was here before. He's still not going forward. He's still just at the base of. He's like the quarterback still. So I don't know how how what difference there is at all. Let's let's move straight on to the Carabao Cup game then, because Sunderland was one 0 loss. It won't really much to talk about with regards to shots on target from us. I think we had like two shots on target in the whole game against Sunderland. So yeah. we'll move on to the Northampton game. And I, I, I didn't see it again because you can't watch it on iFollow. They're not yeah. showing the Carabao Cup games. And you can, again, it's only going off stats and what I've heard from people that went and uh, highlights is that we were pretty poor and we played oh. awful. And Northampton Thanks. were... And I'm looking at Northampton team and I'm thinking the team with Pinnock, who, who I don't rate at all. I didn't rate him when he was with us. I know he came off the bench, he didn't start, and they had yeah. uh, Connolly, who started, who I did rate. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, yeah, by all accounts, even Robbo said that we were poor and didn't win, but... Lee, you've got no idea how bad it was. And do you know what? To be honest, for the record, I, I don't... Cup games, you win them, and you go through the next round, and you you get on with it. But it was as... I, I haven't seen us play as bad as that in a long time. They were just so... We were so, and I don't know what, what it was like with Sunderland, but we were so disjointed. Like, there was almost like people were on different pages. We changed the, it looked like it looked like we had a different formation that like we played wing-backs, and it didn't work at all. We had Osu at right-back and Guinness Walker at left-back, and they both looked not nowhere near to, to a standard that we're... I'm, I'm massively with you guys on, on Nesta. I think we're... I think we're really struggling from a left left back or left sided defender, um, but we were just. I thought we were poor everywhere. I thought Hartigan was of everybody on the pitch. He's the only one who actually he picked the odd pass here and there. But he, again, it's very static. He just gets it, looks horizontally. There's no looking to go forward. He just gets it and gives it and gets it and gives it. Um, and I'm still wait. I'm still waiting to see the. The reincarnation of him, in my opinion, and like I said, maybe I'm watching a completely different game, and maybe I'm completely deluded, and I'm happy to be that. People are happy to slag me off for it, but I just haven't, I haven't seen it. Did he? Did he play Saturday, Connor? Did Hartigan play uh, Saturday? Yeah, I believe he did. Okay. I think Hartigan's been decent since he's come back from Newport. Is he better than when when we left him? And what? Because ultimately, I don't know what the difference is between the Hartigan that left and the Hartigan that I've seen so far this year. I don't know the differences. What's I think the difference. For me, I think he's just trying to put himself about a bit more. He, look, he definitely looks bigger, though. He's definitely yeah. filled out. And he looks a lot more sort of tonk, as we would say, in my ends. But he could always pick a pass. Um, but I always worry that he'll do a... He, I always call it the Sammy Moore role. Just get it and give it horizontally and not try and progress the game. And he well, scored a, a... Yeah, it was a very, very average, a very, very average goal. Um, but yeah, I keep guess should we'll do better to the next round and we move on, I suppose. But I said, I've seen the goal, and I think the keeper, if you look at it, should should save that really. Definitely. He's got to be disappointed. I know it's a, it might have took a deflection or it curled, but yeah, any keeper should save that. Uh, no, what the weird one I found with Northampton, it's not even about a game, is they put us in a unfinished stand, didn't they? They didn't put you in, they put them in the on normal the, way end. So, do you know, normally you go behind the goal, yeah, on the side. There's like we were on the side, like almost where you would be at like a Peterborough or an Oxford in the corner, and oh. behind it was completely like not finished. And apparently they were talking about the arc, 
I, I want to be careful with my words here because I could get in trouble. But from what I can gather, somebody associated with the club has, shall we say, been a bit naughty with some of the finances and they've been left rather short with that mm-hmm. stance. There's basically nothing there. Um, they were just disappointing. I, I took my dad and I took one of my mates who's, who's like a Palace fan, but he's not going because of the all the stuff with... Um, you know, the HF lot with the Homesdale lot moving all the season tickets. So we thought, I'm going to come watch a game. And I was bigging it up on the way and, and you know, play <laughs> exciting and we're bright and we're bubbly. And it was, yeah, it was Presley, bless him, ran around like you wouldn't believe, completely isolated. Um, Mabude looked good when he got the ball, but he very rarely got it. Um, R- uh, Radoni was, uh, again, okay, kind of seemed a bit bumbly at times, but as, like I said, considering where, how we've played, it, it's obviously, well, I'm hoping it's just a one-off and we'll, we'll move on for it, but was it was, yeah, it was pretty poor. Conor, you, you, did you watch the game? Did you, did you go out there or, did you, like me, couldn't get anything out of it, really? Oh, no, well, I was thinking about going up there, but then I thought, can I really be bothered on the Tuesday night going up to Northampton and back? <laughs> no, nah, not really. I've done Charlton, been snapped for it, which the camera crew seem to absolutely love me at the moment because there's a few pictures of me looking miserable. Is there? Yeah, always oh, yeah. looks. Always looks any happy. on the wall yet? Have you got any on the wall yet? Oh, they're all over my Twitter. Is he, it? Yeah. He always looks miserable when he's at a game. Yeah. <laughs> the game ain't even kicked off yet, and he's kind of looking like really upset to be there. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I even got snapped on the first game at Crow Lane looking miserable. Well, yes, but I did. might have just been because I was drunk. I can confirm you are smiling now, which is excellent. <laughs> so we've 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 got, we've got one step forward, that's for sure. The thing about the Carabao Cup, right, is that it's yeah, Northampton's not a great draw, is it really? No, it's like I said, I thought about going. I've been to Northampton a few times. I think we got spanked up there last time I went when we had Pim Bilkenstein, whatever his name was, playing for us. Balkenstein. Yeah, you okay. played for us. He had an absolute meal, and we got battered up there. It's it's crap for pubs. There's no. It's literally if you want to go to a TGI Fridays. That's, that's about it, really. Uh, we were literally thinking about going to the cinema at half-time. You could yeah. see it. I mean, this poor kid in front of me was his first game, and I was thinking, oh, mate, you could have taken him. He's looking at the like the cinema and Pizza Hut like, oh, <laughs> right now. But the, the positives is that we won 1-0. We didn't go extra time or penalties. It finished in 90 minutes because you lot would have been even, yeah, thinking, oh, God, another 30 minutes of this. And no, it was penalties, penalties, straight to penalties, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, he's straight to penalties, sorry. Yeah, we were sitting there true. thinking, like, we, all of us were like, oh, we, we, I mean, it was proper verbal. But like you said, uh, the only, the couple of the positives, Robbo was very, very blunt with his assessment, which, again, is, is classic Robbo. He said it exactly how it was and was good. I do have concerns about, and again, I'm going to ask you both what you think our starting eleven is, because if we, we've rotated so much, um, but we're through, so... If we, if we, yeah, if we can do that later when we go on about Robbo being Tinker Man, because I think okay. that fit quite nicely with good what our starting eleven with, and then the problem is we've got it's it's showing how good our strength and depth is, but it might not be helping us long term. But we'll talk about that later. Regards going back to the games and stuff again, yeah, the positives we're in the hat. Obviously, this goes out before the draw, so uh, we're recording this before the draw. What kind of draw do you boys want? I've been hearing different things. A lot of my mates want. A special night at Plough Lane against the Chelsea and Arsenal, uh, Man U, one of them big teams. Or do you want to go away from home? Do you want a Brentford? Do you want Arsenal away? Do you want Spurs away? What would you prefer for our, for our draw? Well, I initially I wanted a big team away. But then, I mean, with Car- it's Carabao Cup, so ticket prices aren't exactly that high. 
they play their kids, so there's not really much chance of big, big money. So since thinking about that, I've just thought big team at home, pack out Crow Lane, get money through there, special night back at Crow Lane. So that's what I want. I want like a Chelsea or a Man United or Liverpool at home or something. I initially wanted, I was desperate. When we actually had the draw, I was watching it and the ball, we were the second to last team and the last two teams were Watford and Palace. And I was like, oh, I would have, I'd love to have gone to Palace away. I would yeah. have loved to have gone to Palace. For me, it's the one game that I've been waiting for to complete the circle. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we started to sell us, we fucked that off. But pardon me, we went back, we've got a ground, we go back to Palace, we have a brand new ethos, brand new everything. And that would have been sensational. But obviously they lost yesterday. I, I, I think I would, I was, I mean, I would have loved Arsenal away, like a massive new stadium with us. But the more we think about it, to be honest, I just would like to go back to Pryor Lane again. So I think I would take, <laughs> a, I would like to take a, a half decent, a half decent Premier League team, like a Leeds at home, maybe something like that would be quite fun. I'd like them, I think. Yeah, there's two, there's two things that I like with me. One, I'm a bit of a groundhopper. I like my stadiums. I've not, obviously Brentford. I'd love to go to a new Brentford stadium. Yeah, that'd be good. Marcus Falls, things like that. I want to go. I ain't been to the Emirates. So I'd like to go to the Emirates. The Spurs stadium is amazing, so I wouldn't mind going there with Wimbledon. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm thinking about, as, as Connor said, the ticket price would probably be 10, 20 quid. Uh, Arsenal probably wouldn't fill it. Things like I don't want to go all the way up north to play Man United at Old Trafford and stuff like that. I think that's... But I wouldn't mind, if we're going to get a home draw, it's got to be a big one, uh, where they play, like, as Connor said again, we, they play the kids at this in this cup, a lot of the teams. Yeah. So if we could get a Man U at home or an Arsenal at home or something, we, there's a possibility we could beat these teams because they're not going to play their full strength. There'll be an under-23s team and there's a chance that we get through. The more we get through, the more money we make as well because we get you get prize money for these these cups and, and yeah, I think that. So for me, I'd, it's, yeah, I'm torn between my own thing of going to a brand new stadium or one I've not been to yet. And yeah, like, what about Fulham away would be decent as well, Fulham home away. Again, a great thing for Robbo. Never been to the third round before, ever. Um, and, to, and to be there, again, we, we, we've played the Charlton game. We were decent and Northampton not so. But at the same time, we, I, don't, I just don't think we'd have won that. I, I, I want to ask you two questions to pick up a point that you said earlier, uh, Danny. I asked you two both about this. Is that you said Robbo come out. He was obviously very uh, honest in yeah. the assessment. But this is become like not it's not an occurring fee, if you get what I mean, because obviously we've only lost one game against Sunderland. But he come he, against Bolton, he was not happy with the performance. He come out and he said we was honest in our assessment with the players and we've sat down and talked to him. Is that gonna be needed the whole season though? It does he need to be honest with us all the time? Is there not some things he needs to hold back just to tell the players and, and, and not do you know what I mean for morale and stuff like that? I mean to be honest, I think it's one of his big qualities that we all, we've all, well, I definitely like the fact that he tells it how it is. And I'm pretty sure that what he tells us is, is very, very different to what he tells, tells the players. I think the challenge I have is sometimes when you are that honest, sometimes like, yeah, we, yeah, we know we were crap, but we, we know that, do you know what I mean? If that makes it, you kind of will say stuff and you'll be like, yeah, we know we were absolutely dreadful and we were poor. And you've said this a number of times and I you could potentially say that maybe at times rather about this is what we're going to do about it rather than we were poor in these areas. But like I said, I, I, I can't speak high enough of him. I think he's absolutely wonderful. And he, his honesty is, 
incredibly refreshing in a football where, I mean, do you remember some of those Glyn Hodges <laughs> press conferences? It was like, literally, like, bingo. Like, we tried hard, got behind the lads, et cetera, et cetera. But, go again. do you know what I mean? We lost the goal. Or, but it just, we didn't have that. And I think that's the, the way that he's gone about his business and the way that he's set up and the way that he's honesty, but also the fact that, like I said, we wouldn't have won. There's no way we would have nicked the win yesterday. And there are players who were, in my opinion, were on trial yesterday and they failed massively. Um, mm. And I think that I think that's a good sign for us early doors. Um, but we'll go on to the tinkering situation. But all yeah, right. all in all, we'll take that. We'll take third round. And at the beginning of the year, if you said we're going to be in the third round, early doors, and only, only have lost one, I think every single one of us would have bitten their hand off. So mm. I think we'll take that and we'll see where we go. Agreed. Connor, your thoughts on... Yeah, well, I like to think that although Robbo's being very honest with us, he's still holding back from a few things he's telling the boys and they're getting more of a bulletin maybe or whatever. But yeah, just as Danny said, if we had a start of the season, if we were told we'll get third round of the Carabao Cup, I'd have taken it. If we were only to lose one game this far into the season, I'd have taken it especially 1-0 to Sunderland isn't exactly the worst result. They're a team that, yeah, OK, they're not what they used to be, but they're still got, in terms of player quality, they're still better than us. And to only lose 1-0, I think it's an all-right result take, when you take that into account. I personally, I think Robbo's actually doing a good job. He's being honest with the fans. And as Danny said as well, with the fact that under Glynn, we could guess what he was going to say in his interviews. <laughs> We're not doing that now with Robbo. We don't. Act, he could come out with anything. He could come out saying he's annoyed. He could come out saying, "Are oh, we played him off the park or anything?" So, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think it's quite refreshing to hear sometimes. I just worry if it's long term, if some of the players might get a bit down with his honesty. But they'll have to just fuck, like get on with it, really. But yeah. I, I like. I, I don't mind it too much. I just. Yeah, I think it's refreshing, and also I think I like the fact that he's bringing high standards to the club. That if they fall below that standard at any point, it might be against Sunderland, it might be against Northampton. It ain't going to be good enough, and it won't it won't stay. So I just right, love well, the fact that as well. Sorry on that, but he does. There are like there are new almost initiatives, and I don't know if you I don't know if you know this, Lil. When you watch your game the other day, the Northampton game, the the starting eleven warmed up about twenty minutes before the subs. I don't know if you've noticed this. Next time you go watch it. The, the first team go out and warm up. The keepers go first. Then the 10 starters. And I was looking like all the Northampton were out and all of our our starters were there. And the subs came out like 20 past seven. Like literally a little run around and went really like, and again, luckily, good friend of mine, he's going to go to like, um, what is it? Next Tuesday, there's like a meet the, like a, what's it? The, the sponsor, when you sponsor the players and stuff, they've got like a dinner. One of my mates is going to, he's, I think he sponsors Robbo for, for something. So I'm going to ask him about it. And I'm going to ask him and I'm going to feed back to you then. I'll tell you the reason why he does it. Because it's just, he's interesting because he does new things. And the one thing that will be interesting with him is that he's obviously clearly seen that we've been rinse, repeat, sit back. The amount of Ardley and Hodges at times and a bit with Downs, we're going to go to nil nil at half time. We're going to keep it tight. We're going to nick a goal. We're going to sit back and it's going to be like the, the siege. Um, and he is—he genuinely looks like he wants to do something different. And I, I think that's such a hard line because he's going to make mistakes. But I really value what he's—that the fact that he's bringing something new to the table in in a in a time when it's quite precarious with 
limited opportunities, resources, I think he's doing really, really well. And I'll, um, I think I'll may that continue. Okay, well, I'll agree with that. And uh, I said, we'll move on now. When we come back, we'll discuss the transfer window. Again, it closes in a week. Uh, and are we going to do any transfer business? See you in a bit. Right, we're back. And as discussed, we're going to be talking about the transfer window. Is our business done? Uh, there's rumours going around on Twitter, as there always is at this time of year. Uh, and obviously, Robbo said something the other day regarding that he's hoping there was something maybe in the pipeline that he was hoping that could get done, something that he was interested in. I'll give you the one I've seen on Twitter, and it's the Ipswich winger Armando Dobra. Uh, he's a winger, uh, which seems like on Twitter, again, it seems like it's a done deal that we've got him on a season-long loan. Really? Yeah, I, I'm not. Over, I don't know if we need a winger, and I don't know if we need another one on loan. If like the way Robert was talking the other day, I thought it might be someone like a free agent or something that he's someone's not found a club, and that he's heard or he was interested in, but they were hoping to get say chap like you know like Terrell Thomas kind of thing, where yeah. Terrell was hoping to get a championship club, realised that he's one he's not good enough, two he ain't worth the money, so he's ended up going crew. I thought it might be something like that where we. There was a free agent that Robbo was after. They were hoping to go to a championship top end league well, I one club. It might be someone like the guy at Bristol Rovers who was at Sunderland Baldwin, the centre back. He's just sacked off Bristol Rovers, um, and he's a free agent. Um, now, I'd, I'd, like, I mean, I'd, I don't know. I'd, I'd be more interested to see whether you think there's um, a sneaky anyone going out. Yeah, well, from what I've seen is just one of them Twitter rumours. Apparently, Boreham would want. Oli Palmer, but I hardly doubt that will happen. As I said, it's just one of them Twitter rumours that come around every year from them dodgy accounts claiming that we're going to sign every single player in the, in the league and Matt Tubbs. There are some <laughs> great ones, aren't there? There are some can, great accounts out there. I, I can't see us letting go Oli. We've got, what, two strikers? Well, Oli Palmer and Presley. I know Mbudi can play up front, but he's been more used as a winger at the moment. Uh, I can't see us getting rid of Oli Palmer as much as I don't think we'd miss him if he left at the moment. Unfortunately, I'm not... I love Oli Palmer as a person. He's come on here and he spoke to us and he was honest and frank. He's really good. Just this season, he's not doing it for me at the moment. Uh, I'm hoping yeah, that, that first goal he got kicks him on. Gives yeah. him the confidence. See, that would leave us short, though, if we if we were to get rid of him. Do you think it's, we need a winger, Lee? Or what, 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 what are you thinking? The only reason we might be getting a winger in is because we're putting Dapo there and Robbo's probably looking at it and thinking, well, actually, with his pace and stuff, he is better probably up front for us. We're playing two up front if we're going to change. Because at the moment, we change formations quite a lot, which, again, yeah. we'll talk about later. But we don't really go with two up front. It's always one up front. So, I don't know. I, as I said, I, I'd like to see a left-back come in. But then, if you're looking at our left-backs at the moment, we've got Nesta, Guinness-Walker and Osu. I, I don't think both of them are good enough for a League One. Yeah. But then you're not going to fill a position when you've already got two there. Right backs, we're fine for. Yeah, me and Connor were speaking off air beforehand, and he was saying about getting a defensive midfielder. In which I think, again, we've got enough of them. I don't, Connor, why was you saying about defensive midfielder? Just because at the moment, who have we got there? We've got Woody, Marsh, and Hartigan. Hartigan's not exactly your defensive midfielder, he's more of a playmaker. And if Marsh or Woody gets injured, we're left with just one of them, too. Yeah. And then we're a bit, say one of them gets suspended or injured again. 
address faced yeah. it over the years. We've had quite a few injury problems. We're then short on defensive mid. See, again, it's not a position I think we, we're weak in or we're lacking numbers in. As I said before with you, I think we've got, yeah, Woodyard, Hartigan, Marsh. So that's free quality. If one of them gets injured or suspended, we've still got two. I also think that we could put uh, Henry Lawrence into midfield. We've done it before. I, I hope to I never see it again, but if you're only missing Woodyard, say, for a substantial for one or two games, Will Nightingale stepped into that position before and he done well under Wally, to be fair. I don't really want to see him now. But okay. if you had to play him for a game, he could. Uh, attacking midfield, I don't know if we've got enough in that area at the moment. So maybe this kid can play across, across the front line, really, and play just behind. We've got McCormick. Who else? Oh, Asal. I forget about Asal. Like but... Asal, Rodoni, Mabude are your four. I, who I, potentially could be wide both for both sides. There is rumours going around that Asal and Rodoni are both wanted from clubs. I don't know if that's one. What would you say? If what would the bid be to take both of them away from us what, right now? Number for, for each individual or as a collective? For Rodoni, say say a uh, championship club or premiership club coming for Rodoni, what would you say? He's got one year left on his contract. What I would you say is worth? 750 with add-ons, with a with a with a 20% seller's fee. And would you let him go now? I'd let him go right now for a million pounds, 100 percent I think the 750, um, that would be yeah, that would be interesting. Whether I mean, if it was a championship side and where there was a player who would would come the other way as a sweetener, I'd be tempted. I mean, as as Jamie say last year, I think Radoni's a really really good player. And I think he will get there. And again, he is super young, but he there to be a, for me to be someone who could play championship and start, he has to get a game and take it and grab it by the scruff of the neck and dominate it and win it. And bar Gillingham at home last year when he scored that goal late on, I haven't seen him... He hasn't done a performance like Asal's done a performance, shall we say, if that makes sense. And I think that's... We're kind of waiting for the, the Radoni explosion to happen and it hasn't quite... For me, it hasn't quite happened. So I think for 750 with the sell-on fee for Radoni and Asal, it, it would be a million plus, quarter, no, 25% or something like that. Connor, your thoughts yeah. on Radoni first? Well, for me, Rudoni, as you say, he's got a year left on his contract. Just, I'd take 600k plus with sell-ons, just because, as we've seen many times before, he could just run that year down and then leave on a free. So, 600k with maybe a few sell-ons on there, or a few other clauses, that could, I think that'd be acceptable for me. And then for Asal, as Danny also said, a mix but a million plus with add-ons and other clauses in, he's he's absolutely class from what I well from what I believe. I was looking at him the other day, and for like a winger slash attacking mid, he's got some some like a goal in every three or four league games, which I I think is quite good considering he plays out wide or just behind a striker. Considering he's got a better goal scoring record than some strikers we've had. What do you think, Lee? What do you think? What what your values at? So, so you took my. Words out my mouth regarding Rodoni. I, I really like Rodoni when he came on the scene, but I'm looking at him now. I, we've, again, we spoke about Hartigan earlier. With Hartigan, I can see what he's trying. He tries every game. Like He tries to get the ball. He tries to get things going. Uh, with Asal, he's just brilliant. He just come in and he's just set Wimbledon alight, to be fair. And, and that's what I thought Rodoni would do. He'd yeah. come in and he'd get he want the ball. He'd score goals left, right and centre. I'd be like a McCormick kind of. And he just hasn't kicked on for me. So I'd take... I'd take half a million now for Rodoni 
with uh, add-ons, I think now. I sell, I wouldn't be taking anything less than five million. Five and million. You you lot might scoff and people might laugh at no, this. I'm but not scoffing. No, no. Look look at the money that Peter will get for their players and look at money people get at the championship for players. Asal is as good as I've seen in this what League One. Uh, and people okay, there's one small problem I've got with Asal at the moment, which is nothing, is his bookings. He picks up needless bookings at the moment. Yeah. But that's they all are part dark, of, aren't they? They are they are, and that's all part of his character. Uh, and he'll learn. But what he gives us, I think we are screwed if he goes. So I wouldn't like to lose him now in the summer, fine. But it's got to be, for me, it's got to be five million. I don't, people are going to laugh at this, but you look at how much people sell players for. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, the market's there. I just, I just, I don't think Asal has got the longevity, i.e. has played for long enough. That's for me. He played a little bit at the end of last season. And the beginning of this, I think if you get to the end of the year and his form stays good, then at the end of the summer, I can definitely see. I can see that. But if you think about someone like Jeff Cott, who's at Plymouth, he's a young lad. He scored what quite a few goals last year, and I, I would have thought he would be more. He'd be worth more than a sale when they were rumouring him at a million and a bit, maybe. Um, I just, I don't. Yeah, I, I guess also it's who buys him, who's got the money to pay that amount of money for him. But who do you think are our top three most valuable players? Our top three most valuable players at the yeah. moment. Bear in mind, and try and include and think about you, you contract about, as well, which does you, knock that down. Right, so value, you're talking value in money or you're talking about value if they left, we'd be screwed? I'm, well, I'm talking about a team where we are desperately short of money and we need to sell some players. Who are the three players who are going to go for the most money? So at the moment, I think McCormick, Asal. Asal. I haven't seen much of McCormick, don't get me wrong, yep. but I think yep. the age of him and what his potential is, yep. I know you love that word, so mm-hmm. we'll go with that. Asal is the biggest value that we have at the moment. Yeah. And I'm struggling to pick a third one out because, again, Marsh could be that player because he's young again. Hartigan, yep. Hartigan, unfortunately, I think he's been with us too long now to have real sell-on value. He's yep. gone on loan and stuff. He, he could do it. But there's players within our youth team that have got real good sell-on value uh, and, and potential to make us a lot of money. But the two I'd go at the moment is McCormick and Asal. Okay. Because uh, the others we don't own. Yeah, I'd go same as Lee, McCormick and Asal. But then for the third one, I'm kind of in a bit of a toss-up here between three players, really. Again, Marsh, I think he, if he could get a good season in him yeah. under us, he could potentially go for a fair bit of money. Nesta, just because quite as Lee said earlier, there's quite a few teams that seem to be looking there at There's some serious hype about that bloke. Yeah. Serious hype. So I'm just I've all, I've just been wondering, is there something they're seeing that I'm not? Is actually has he got quite a lot of potent, potential that you know these better clubs are seeing? Well if Civic went thinking, for four hundred K, would Nesta go for more than Civic? So I wasn't a big Civic fan at all. Would you would you, do you think Guinness Walker goes for more than what the four hundred k that Barnsley paid for Civic? Potentially, yeah. Okay. Mm. Potentially, um, maybe, yeah. Uh, I don't know. See, I can't. I can't. If people want to pay more than that, then they're mad to me. But going on, I, I might have valued a sale a little bit too high with my five million. I'm just looking at some of the <laughs> transfers that have come out of League One before. <laughs> and you, Brit- might, you might have valued him a fraction higher than you might think. Though you might have done. Brit, Brit, Brit Asamba Longa, 
Yeah. He went from Peterborough to Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Uh, as Lee one thought that one, they paid 1.7 million for him. But he had he had scored an unbelievable amount of goals over at least a season and a bit. And he he went to Forest for five million, who then sold him for fifteen point three. Yeah. Will Grigg is another one. He uh, one point two seven million. Uh, and Reese James again Wigan at the same time. Uh, well, no, he was at Chelsea anyway, wasn't he? He was always at Chelsea. Reese James. No, he, he joined on a deal from Man United, having previously had loan spells. Uh, he oh. start he started at. Uh, he started at Wigan. Reece well, Reese James started at Wigan. Yeah, I thought he was Chelsea. Went on loan to Wigan. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, you're, yeah, you're right. Really. See, I'm getting wrong. These www.checkyourfacts.com, Lee. Mate, you just killed me there. Why is that then? They said 1.26 million. Right, that must be another Reese James. It could be another Reese James. To be fair, I yeah. don't. I don't know who it is, but yeah, it could be. I might be wrong there. So let's not go about that anyway. Uh, Asal was five million. That's it. Give me five million and he's gone. Another player. Oh, sorry. Go on, mate. Another player I was thinking was, as you said, the youth, that Jack, is it Madeline? Madeline, yeah. Madeline, yeah, that's it. I think he could potentially have. My mate, mate who obviously does a lot of bits and pieces with the women, Kev, if you're listening, I'm bigging you up because you do a great job. He was talking about Alfie Bendel. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, sixteen left back, and apparently he thinks he's absolutely mustard. Yeah, oh, we've got him. We got him from Lewis for nothing. Uh, sixteen years old, and Robbo said he's happy to chuck him in. So it could be another. That's what I mean. There's so many players we've got in our youth that could be worth quite a fair bit about to us, like Bilal Hussein, the right back who's on loan at the moment. Oh. The one you mentioned, Connor Jack Madeline. The only worry I got with him is his injuries. He suffered yeah, he quite a few injuries. Yeah, I think he'd be there or thereabouts at the moment if he weren't injured. Uh, uh, we've got a Welsh international as well Morgan yeah, so that's it yeah so one position if, the, if we can have one player where is it Lee I, I still think we need, need another striker if yeah. I'm honest we've got Presley Mabudi and Palmer and that's it that's all we've got up front at the moment but I said this winger be, could be coming in and he could you know what I mean and we got I know Robbo likes a sale just behind or playing up front as well uh, but yeah, I think if it was me, I'd be looking to get a, a striker in. But Connor, you're setting up your defensive midfield, yeah? Yeah, I'm toyed up between defensive midfield and left back. I still think we're right at left back. I think get a left back in, send Osa out on nine. Okay, that's not bad. Oh, so I don't, I, I just I'm, can't I'm see him. I, I think we're, I think it's a forward. And anyone going out, we've got a week to go. Anyone, say, see you later in. I just think it's going to be players going out on loan from our youth team. Really, I don't yeah. think we'll see many players from our first team unless a mad bid comes in for. I can't see people offering five hundred to seven fifty for Redoni at the moment. I think they'd rather just wait for his contract to run out yeah. and he goes on a free. January, uh, you'll, you can cut him in half, can't you? The price. Yeah, I think with a sell, unless it's again a mad bid like what I've spoke about, I can't see anyone bidding for him as well. He's on a three-year contract as well, so I think they'll wait for the summer and see how he gets on long-term. You think he's played... I know he played the last end of last season. What well, he's played, what, four or five games this season? I think he needs a full season at League One. If that was me, I'd be looking at a full season at League One before going out and shelling out a million yeah. plus for him. But I just don't, I just don't know where, where we're going to go with the... Tra- like, as I said, Robert sounded confident the other day, but he kind of don't give much away, does he? And the way I thought we should be looking at a free agent more than... We've got two loans left... Yeah. Are we crazy to get another person in on a loan? 
I'm just amazed that we that like for me we haven't quite got anyone with a bit of experience in. Just to haven't got the game yesterday. It was crying out for somebody just to get to grab that game by the scruff of the neck, and we just didn't have anybody who was able to do that. Whether it, whether it was a centre back coming out, whether it was a centre midfielder just doing something, or any anybody, there just wasn't a single guy who was like, "I'm going to get this game, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to show you guys. Follow me. We're going to do it." We just didn't quite have that that leadership role yesterday. Um, and I think that's something that I think will, will come, will be, will, I think it's a four or five place difference. And I think that was, that was what I think, I think that's what we're missing. I, I'm with you, Lee. I think a free agent who might be, who might go, I'm not going to get much football. I just want to play. We're crying out for a Barry Fuller type character. But that isn't that, that might be where Darius Charles came in. Because we signed in. We've not seen much be. of him. But... He's not, he's not been, he wasn't on the bench yesterday. He's not yeah. been playing. And he said that himself when he came. But we just, I think it's okay having him in the in the dressing room. But we're talking about, right, where it's one, we're one up. The Gillingham game, the last 10 minutes, we needed someone on that pitch to go, right, I am taking this game and you're coming with me by the scruff of the neck and we're going to finish it off. And I think we are, we're just missing that tiny bit. Darius is a sorry, Connor. Darius is a mad one for me. He went, he went to Sunderland, uh, but wasn't even on the bench. But he, he went all the way out to Sunderland. I, it's, I, I don't know why we brought him in at the moment if he ain't going to play. Coach, we mate. need players, yeah. Coach. But then put him down as a coach, then. Well, I agree with you. I totally, he must be on a very, very little amount of money. He must be thinking, I'm going to jack it in. And then Robbo said, I'll tell you what, I'll, I can chuck you, you know, base level, but you'll come and learn, get your badges and learn from us. And he's well aligned. And I think he's. I think he's a fantastic addition to the squad, but he's if he's not in the match day squads now, he's we're we're talking about you know Father Christmas comes and Darius Charles comes out for his annual annual appearance, and it's just uh on the pitch we're crying out for someone to grab grab the team in when we're when we're under the cosh of it, and we're going to get that. Yeah, just um, I'd just like to go back quickly to where. I think it was Lee mentioned about we've only got like three strikers, and I've just had me thinking maybe is Rob, do you reckon Robbo's maybe thinking like in January if they're doing well on their loans could we bring back Aaron Cosgrave or Corey Andrews to maybe be that full condition? Yeah, it's a shout. Out. The only problem with like Cosgrove at the moment, bless him, he's gone out to Dover and Dover ain't playing because they've been hit with COVID again. So he was. They've been isolating, I think, for ten That's days or something. They've had a couple. Had a rough one, though. Yeah, Dover and Andrews was in the starting lineup again for Aldershot, but they lost two 0 uh, David Fisher's playing for Hampton, but I think if we're going to call recall someone's playing League One, they've got to be playing a higher level. And I think you're right, Con. It's just got to be them two that we look at. Maybe Cosgrove is that man that he'll bring back. It's a tough one, as I said. I'd like us to go get a free agent, but then have we got the wages? Have we got the money in the bank to pay wages for a player? And the experienced yeah. players, they all want good money at the moment. Maybe they sh- there's so many of them because they're not willing to drop their wage demands, which is just crazy to me. But right what now, about your main man? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Danny. What no, about no, your main man, um, Mr. 50 goals a season, Zach Robinson? But Zach Robinson needs a loan. That's the point. So he's, he's gone on loan now. He's injured now, isn't he? He's gone on loan to Helmut Hempstead, hasn't he? Oh, he's injured. Has he got injured again? Yeah. See, this is the problem. If he was fully fit, 100%, he'd score 50 goals a season. But the poor lad keeps getting injured uh, and he just hasn't had the rough of the green, mate. But I feel sorry for him because 
he's slowly dropping down that pecking order to closely being possibly released. He's Tommy Wood season. territory, isn't he? He is, and it's a shame because I always, you know, everyone knows I rate him quite highly. Yeah. But you've got to play games and you've then got to go out on loan and play. And if he's not playing out on loan, then we don't need a footballer that ain't playing. So. Yeah. Danny, any final thoughts on transfer business? No, I think, to be honest, before Robert said something, I thought we were, we were maybe one extra player light. I like the idea of having a couple of loans in the bank. Um, but I, I trust Robbo to whoever he gets in, the club will no doubt not communicate as best as they probably can do with what's been going on recently. <laughs> I'm banking on us getting a, somebody, somebody, and if, if there's opportunities there to strengthen, I think Robbo will use it. Oh, Pond, sorry, did you say me? Yeah, go on, mate. Yeah, oh, sorry. sorry. You, you're watching Arsenal going in the background. Oh, no. <laughs> daydreaming a bit there. Yeah, I just think, as Danny was saying, should put, well, as you've also said, we should, I personally would prefer to keep two loans in the bank generally, just in case if it all goes wrong. We've got them them two in the bank. That we go, you know what, we'll bring these two loanies in and hopefully get like a Ramsdale kind of boost or a, uh, which one did we have? Oh, well. Marcus Force. Yeah, one of them kind of boosts where we just end up keeping us up. Uh, I'm sure Robbo knows what he's doing. I'm sure the transfer board or whatever they're called have scouted this player or know quite a bit about him to think actually he's worth bringing in now. But yeah, just... It is a bit of a I'd weird to one. to be a fly on the wall in the transfer. <laughs> It'd be like Moneyball, wouldn't it? They'll just sit there just chatting, chucking random names on the board. Must be fantastic. I, I think Robbo should just take uh, go on the Facebook group and then just, that's where he needs to do his scouting, really, because we've got loads of scouts and stuff on that Facebook group and no more than Robbo. So <laughs> just go on there. Just just take on board what they're saying. And uh, Imagine he's yeah. on Twitter like, okay, yeah, Palmer's <laughs> going to Boreham Wood. Like, what am I doing now? Yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Palmer's off to Boreham Wood. Right, I need yeah. a striker now. Right, who, 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 who am I linked with? I better have, have a look at his videos and stuff. Quickly, we need some money. Have we got any? No. Do you, right, do you okay. remember that? The, the strangest one I saw was on Twitter once. Remember that Spanish? There was a Spanish lad who wanted to come on trial with us. Oh, yeah. He was he like from the second league. Like third league, third division. <laughs> yeah. Some absolutely magic ones. When I look at it, I'm like, what on earth are you doing? Like, that is, that is definitely the one I saw recently was the guy Ackerton, who I absolutely rave about, that Dion Charles. And it's something put yeah. it was like Dion Charles, Blink Wimbledon. I was like, that is literally never going to happen <laughs> in a million years. There is no way we can afford him. There's no way he's moving from up north down to us. And there's no way we can afford it. Just like, what on earth? It's literally, spin the roulette wheel, uh, Wimbledon. Yeah, <laughs> he literally is literally a darts board. Maybe we should it, do our own one. They put we a name on each week. Just spin the wheel and go, right, we're interested oh. in him going to there. Yeah. It's just, it is mad. Like, I, I miss the CFAX days when you have to, yeah, <laughs> you have to watch about 10, 10 bits of CFAX before you got to your club. Or you have to before you, Connor. Yeah, Connor's not going to remember this, is he? <laughs> Connor won't know. Connor, do you know Club Call? Do you remember nah, Club Call? I can't say I do. Uh, oh, you, had wow. to, you had to ring a number to find out the women are news, but it keep on your line for about five minutes just telling you stuff you didn't get. It was like one of these like 20p, 20 <laughs> p minute things, and you ring it up and like, oh my God, I've heard it might be news. Let me listen. It'll be like, here's an interview from Joe Kinnear. And he'll just talk about for like two minutes about some rubbish. And like, 
John Fashion who bought a new pair of socks this morning and it was like yeah. what it just he would literally wait for ages go, oh yeah by the way we signed a bloke from Brentford it's like oh right okay yeah <laughs> which was nonsense and then your mum would kill you because you'd get the phone bill and then be like Lee what's this club called about and then what's this babe station uh, no don't worry about that mum just <laughs> take, the, take the phone bill off. don't worry about that they must have got... club call again <laughs> We signed Gary Blissett from Brentford, Mum. I mean, Mate, uh, my phone bill was unreal. It was literally Babe Station Club Call, Babe Station Club Call. I was getting my kicks one way or another. But yeah. Well, saving money now on Twitter, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Uh, that is a free service, is beyond me. Right. We'll, we'll move on. And when we come back, we'll discuss Robbo and is he becoming a Tinkerman? <laughs> Right, we're back and we're going to be discussing Robbo and is he becoming a bit of a tinker man and will that then lead to affecting our performances like it was at Northampton? So, boys, what do we think? Is he tinkering too much with our starting lineup? And this is why, again, at Northampton, we were very, very poor and Robbo's come out and said it. But if we're not having a structured first team and we're changing it literally every game, people are not going to be able to get in their stride. Like people like Presley who are strikers and stuff, they need to be playing every week. You know, Force didn't get dropped when he was at Wimbledon because he was the best player in the park. You know what I mean? You have to pay. If, I think, other than Zanev, I think everyone else has been on the bench or been dropped at one point. I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind moving a few players. The thing I had, which was a bit frustrating yesterday, is you've got a guy who's playing in a completely different position to his ever played. So Osu was playing right wing back and I was just like, this, this is never going to happen. Like, He's never going to play there. You've got Alexander, you've got um, Lawrence, you've got whoever else, or you've got a different system. It just seemed to be that we were, we, we played a different formation for our oh, solid hill player. I've, I don't mind rotating a little bit and you, a few bits and bobs each way, but I guess the, re, the question is, is he rotating it because he's just trying to keep everyone fresh or is he rotating it because he doesn't know his best team? And I, I mean, we'll talk about what we think is our, is the best, our best team. But I think he's probably rotating at the moment to the fact that we've got relatively frequent fixture this, which is trying to keep everybody fresh. But that we were very, very disjointed yesterday. Lots of people running in one direction, passing in the other. It was very disjointed yesterday. And it, it has to have an effect. It has to. Yeah, well, uh, we're rotating all the time. Players just aren't really going to be gelling together, really, if they're only getting like the odd 90 minutes together every, like, every other week. As you said, we should keep our best players on the pitch. Maybe in Carabao Cup games, just rotate it slightly, not the whole team. Because obviously, to get through the next round, I don't know how much money we get. I don't know even know if we get any money. But Yeah, I think we do get a little bit. I don't think it's a huge amount, but it's enough to pay you know, a little bit off the debt, maybe, hopefully, if we get a big enough game. But... God, and tinkering, Dan, like you said, like Tuesday was awful against Northampton. But, and I, I can say about keeping it fresh and stuff, but these are young players. Like, my only problem as well is I think, other than soccer in my mind at the moment, no one's uh, Tuesday I didn't go, so I don't know who had a bad game. But other than soccer, I've not really seen anyone have a bad game. Marsh come in and was absolutely superb against Bolton. Hartigan's been superb, even though you, you don't, you're the only man who don't think he is. Yeah. Uh, Woodyard's been absolutely superb from last season. I was not a big fan of Woodyard last year, but he's been absolutely brilliant this year. I think fans help him, having fans around him. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, and everyone's been superb. Like Lawrence has come in and I think he's now our first choice right back. Uh, and Shea and now Nesta are fighting for left back. But it's got, as you said, it's got to have an effect on the team and their performances if you're changing it every week. And you, I get, and you said it was like a bit of an audition last night for some of the players and some of them fouled that audition. And yeah. you want to say about like our, who would be our first 11s and stuff. Well, I'm literally writing down my first 11 now. What would I've you say was the problem... On Tuesday, though, why why did so many players didn't perform if they've been if they've been rested? I I don't I, I don't know, but it, I mean I can't imagine anybody went went and thought anybody had a good game. And like I said, the guy who I came who who came with me who's never seen women before was like that 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 was that was that was horrible. Like the way that we played was was it was it just wasn't very good. But at the same time, I think we, it's just a question of. Maybe we've just got an embarrassment for riches. Maybe we are. We have got lots of people who are very, very even. And there's no, like, not sure on the changes. But I've Stand got out. written down. Yeah. I've written down here with a formation. One set, one set. Let's... My top 11. Yeah. Do you want to go through that now? Should we go through, like, position first? Yeah, definitely. So if we start with our goalkeepers, which what I formation, think... What formation are you going to play? I think we're going to have to go with 4-2-3-1. Okay. All right, good, because that's what I've written down. I've got that as well. Yeah, yeah, so we've all got We're the same four, formation. 4 2 three, one. I, I, I do like two up front, but I don't know how we get... You, you can't play four four two anymore in football. Yeah. Uh, we haven't got wingers anyway at the moment to go with a four four two. So I think it's it's got to be... I do like us as a three five two, but okay. I think we'll, we'll go with the four four two three one. Okay. I think we're all set on our goalkeepers unless we're mad yeah. and we're chucking in the little man. Okay, we'll agree on one then. Right, so Zanef's in goal, yeah? Yeah. Two oh, and I've a Heather. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he, he had a header against Cooper and that was it, I think. So, <laughs> Who's your two uh, centre-backs? Hennigan and Nightingale. Yeah, that's what I've gone for. That as well. Okay, that's good. Right back. Easy one again, Henry Lawrence. Yeah, same, I've got Lawrence. I've got Lawrence. Who's your left back? At the moment, Shay Alexander. Oh, I thought I was going to be different by going Shay Alexander, but yeah, I was going to choose him over Nesta. Well, I've gone for Nesta. And again, I don't rate I don't him. know how you're going Nesta instead of Shay. Come on. I just, I don't like right, I don't like right footed players playing left back and left footed players playing right back. But he even why, but I think right. he's better than Nesta still. I don't, I don't disagree with him as a football player. I just, <laughs> I just, I can't, I don't like the idea of particularly the way that we like to get down the line and, and attack. Nesta is. I don't have a problem with Nesta going forward, but he is woefully inept at the back. I find. I, I, I don't. I, I would. I would be very happy to have Alexander over Nesta. I wouldn't have a problem. I don't rate him going forward either. I don't think he's. Do you not? I think he's got a good engine. I think, I think he's he's, right his crossing is not is not very good. And if you're if you've got someone better, even if he's right footed, you put him in. I mean, the other thing you could you're do is put Lawrence at left back, yeah. and stay at right back. Lawrence plays anywhere, doesn't he? Yeah, but Lawrence is so good at right back at the moment. Why are you moving him out? No, true, true. Okay. But this is what I mean. This is why I don't get with Robert at the moment when he's tinkering with a side that we've got four positions already sewn up. And we haven't disagreed. With, we've only really disagreed on the left back. And I'm happy to, I would be more than happy to have Alexander. Yeah, but you're playing your Adrian Durham card. You have to be different for different sake. Now, come on. Come, come on. Come on in. Two holding midfielders or your two midfielders. Who have you got? I've gone for Marsh and Woodyard. I've gone for Marsh and Woodyard. 
Well, I'm Hartigan and Woodyard because Hartigan's, Hartigan's our best player at the moment. So I don't get why you're dropping him when Marsh has played one good game and Hartigan's played six. I'm not the biggest fan of Hartigan. And I said at the start of the season, I was shocked that Marsh was in, uh, Hartigan was in before Marsh. Okay. But that's the way we went. And Hartigan, he's our best player at the moment. How, what, what I'll fight anyone who disagrees. Did you not see the ball the other day when he pinged it from one side of the pitch to the other and it started off a run for us? So he, so he, we, but we knew he could pass last year. He, he's got a, he's got a better game at the moment than Marsh. Okay. Marsh is too similar to Woodyard. Okay. Where yeah. Hartigan is not too similar to Woodyard. Okay. All right. We can agree to disagree, mate. <laughs> I won't be back on this podcast. That's it. <laughs> right. You're up, you're up for transfer. Absolutely, yeah. Half a million. Let's add on with sell-ons. <laughs> who's the um who's your three behind then? Easy. Go on in. So you've got Assel one wing. Okay. Dapo the other wing. Yeah. And Presley on his own up top. Well, you're missing another midfielder. No, we're not, are we? Yeah. Oh, no. 3-1. oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. McCall- a- Sorry, McCormick. McCormick. Sorry, McCormick. Right, that's exactly what I've got. Assel McCormick. McCormick. Yeah. I've gone a bit different. I've gone for well the same in a sal, but but then I've gone McCormick on the other wing with I've actually put Hartigan at just behind the striker just because he's passing. Wow, that just because he's passing, he, he might be able to thread the ball through and you know bring the wingers in and make them actually run diagonally. But we've definitely all got Mabude and we've definitely all got a sal, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no he hasn't got, got Mabude. He ain't got Mabude. Oh, oh, we no. haven't got Mabude yet. Oh, we haven't got. No. And who's up front then? Oh, I've gone Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. I've gone Palmer. Palmer. You've gone See, I'm really struggling with Ollie this year. I'm really struggling with him. I think he's carrying too much weight. I he, he he's is so sluggish. He's coming off the bench has been brilliant for us as it proved against Gillingham. But I can't I, I can't have him starting games at the moment. And as I said, I really like him. Uh but I just don't think he's fit enough to be playing in that position that we need, where you need to be chasing down the defense and stop them from coming out. Where Presley's younger, he's more agile, he's got he can score. Uh Presley has to start up front for us going forward. I have to admit, I was quite surprised by Presley. I was thinking he's quite tall, he might not have that much like pace on it. Does work hard. See, I, I yeah. tipped him to be a uh foul of the season kind of thing at the start. And I'm being shown up a little bit at the moment. I know he's only scored one goal, but he ain't started many. But I think if you, this is what I mean. These young players, they need to be starting regularly. McCormick, Marsh, Assal. Uh, well, he's starting anyway. Uh, Presley, sorry, not Assal. But yeah, them players need to be starting week in, week out. I don't think you can have them coming off the bench here and there. They can't get into the game. So in none, none of us put Zocker, which I think is fair. None yeah. of us said Osu. I'll tell you who is really unlucky because I think he's been excellent. And I'll, if I, I had my time again. Would have been Callum Bay. He was. He was. He looked very strong the other day against Bolton. Um, he was superb. But you can't have him at the moment. Unfortunately, Hennigan and Will are just two absolute beasts at the back. If you went three-five-two, you could yeah, have Hennigan, yeah. Paul Kay, Will Nightingale. Who would you go left wing, right wing? Would what, you still have in, the two? What in the terms of the wing backs? If you're going three-five-two, okay. Well, Lawrence plays as one hundred percent. Would you have Shea or Nesta or Osu in the left? I'd be tempted more with Osu than um, as a wing back. I'd still but, be there with Shea. Yep, same. And then, I do feel that the left side is a huge, huge area. Whenever we look 
like we're struggling, we get attacked down there. We've got attacked down at Northampton. I do feel wide left is a is an Achilles heel for us. So, so now we've got that three in the middle of the three five two. Yeah. Who's a, who's your three? Because you've got Woodyard, Marsh, Hartigan, McCormick, Asal, Radoni. Radoni. We ain't even picked Radoni in our three. Uh, None of us did. Four, two, quite, three, one. I think we've been inconsistent you know? this season, though. Personally, so, I'd have two sitters and I'd have one who would go, who would want to join the attack. So I would be very tempted to have Radoni in one of those three to join the front two. Wait, you said in McCormick. Well, sorry, no, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have Mabude up front with Presley and a Sal, sorry, as the little breacher, and then I'd have two sitters. Woodyard Marsh kind of thing, or Woodyard Harkin. Uh, well, obviously, I'd have Woodyard. I would Woodyard. Marsh. See, so this is maybe the problem that Robbo's having. Like we're we're struggling to pick first here, and he's trying to. Maybe as we were saying, it is Robbo becoming a tinker man. And my my thing about the tinker man is with Northampton, it showed in our performances where people were not starting. It was possibly our worst performance that he said he's ever seen. But then we're having the exact same problem trying to pick our starting lineups that we forgot Radoni or or we deliberately left him out. Is that he's not shown us enough this year that he's not getting in for me. Palmer, Radoni, and people like that are not showing. Like Paul Cave, bless him, is showing and yeah. knocking on that door. But he's got two people that could score you a goal as well. But so, there is a difference, though, between dropping one or two and then having six. That's the thing. I mean, I think that I might be completely wrong, and I'm happy for someone to tell me I'm chatting rubbish. But the Bolton game on the Saturday and then the Sun, the Tuesday game with Gillingham, there were lots of changes. Six and then seven, of, I think. Was or six seven or seven. and six. Now, a couple yeah. here or a couple there, you see it all the time. But having seven changes... Uh, for me, is a lot. I don't know what yeah. you guys think. It's, it, and, you, and then that means that if you're worried about them being tired from the Tuesday, then the other guys who are rested, they've got to play. And the guys who've played two, they get rested. So all, you're almost on, on a four or five player spin round. Now, obviously, we don't know anything about the background. We don't know about the fitness. We don't know about anything regarding it. But I don't know many teams that will rotate their team that much and have a good level of success. Someone out there prove me wrong. Great, Connor. You, you had some stats or something you were regarding this, or you had something you want to say regarding the amount of changes? Oh, it's just, I just think it's just, it's just, um, well, as the team's just inconsistent, no one's gelling. And it's just like, as you said, Asal should be starting every game. He's incredible for us. The Cormac, I've not seen much of because obviously he's a new signing and he's getting rotated a bit coming off the bench here and there as well. He, For me, early signs are showing that he should be starting as well. They're two of our best players. They should just be starting every game. It might be generally just because pre-season's not long finished, so he might not be fully fit. We obviously know Ollie Palmer doesn't really look fully fit at the moment. Looks like he's carrying a bit of timber on him, but he, he did last season as well. But it just, I think, Robert just needs to just find the team to stick with it. Otherwise, we are just going to keep drawing games and not just winning them. But the other thing, though, we're being we're, we're actually being quite negative here, and we're we're all relatively well. I'd like to think we've all been within. We've we're all been. Has anyone any of us three who are not happy with how the season started? Or we're, ready to, <laughs> I mean, we're all we're we're exactly we're content, aren't we? We're content with what we've got. We're content with what we've done. I'm more we're, than we're talking about our theory from what we've got and again yes it might not it might be something which is a bit alien to us and yes it might be something that we're not 
I don't quite get my head round. And I think that the Northampton game for me, hopefully, is an is an anomaly. And we just have to back him. We just if that's how you want to go about it with the Chelsea guys, whatever you've got, go for it. Yeah, I can, I see what you're saying, but if you turn again, it is it is negative. We, we start a positive season, but Bolton we were three one down and looked like we could have they could have possibly nicked another one before we yeah. got back into it. And like the subs made the difference there with our new substitute coach. Do you know what I mean? And then, but that could have been a loss there. Sunderland could have been a loss, and then. Northampton, well, Sunderland was a loss, sorry. Northampton, we with a better team, maybe a little bit more quality, they could have beat us and we could have been at the Carabao Cup now. And it's just, we I've seen it so many times under Ardley Ball and then when Wally and Glyn yeah. come in, where we don't have a settled team. They don't know their best 11. They don't know their first 11. And they're tinkering all the time. We then, results don't come. And then we slowly slip. We've had some really good results, don't get me wrong, but we've only won one game. In the league? No, Don, oh, in the league, yeah. Doncaster, yeah. through yeah. with Bolton, through with Gillingham, lost to Sunderland, yeah. And Gillingham are going to be one of the teams down at the bottom of the league this year. They're not going to be anywhere near it. They're really struggling to get players in. So we've only won one game. I know everyone's saying how positive the season is because of, we were playing well. But Northampton was pretty bad by all counts. And we don't want to be going down that road now. We want to nip it in the bud. And, and Robbo will know this and he'll, he'll be sorting it out. And, but people like McCormack had very good seasons last year for teams like Bristol Rovers. That's because they were playing week in, week out. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. He yeah. wasn't playing at Sunderland and being on the bench for the game against Oxford. Do you get what I mean? And yeah. I struggle with now with Oxford coming up, who are a very good side. And I said this last week, I think, before Sunderland, we've got some very tough games. Sorry, not Ipswich Saturday and then Oxford the next Saturday, yeah. We've got Sunderland away, Ipswich away, Oxford at home. Three really the toughest games you probably could have. They're all three probably top four, top, top eight, five clubs. Yep. And if we're tinkering all the time and we say we'd lose to Ipswich and we lose to Oxford, we are back to square one. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I can totally see where you're coming from. And again... It's just one of those things, though, from our point of view, that we we are we've got a coach who is doing things in a different way that we're not potentially used to, and people don't like change or aren't. If it's not something that we've done previously, we sometimes look at it and feel like, well, why are we doing this? But we just have to we have to back the manager. We just have to back him, and hope, I I, per, I hope that whatever he's got it, he understands what he's doing, which he does. Um, it is a bit unusual because we'd always think that we would be the ones where you'd go, this is our eleven. There's a cup final. We still have got, we've just discussed it. We've got seven or eight out of 11 that we've agreed on. Most teams, you'd want to get to a point where you you almost know what you've got on a game. And I still, I don't know whether Robbo knows his best starting 11, but at the same time, four games in, does anybody really? I'd like to, by the time we've finished with Oxford, I'd like to think that we, he would, we would know anyway what our best 11 is. But I back him and that's all we can do. Any last comments, Connor? Anything else to add to that? Uh, it's just, well, as Danny said, I back, I back Robbo and I hope he is, if he doesn't know his best 11, he is starting to gauge where he is. I'd like to think that Ben and Will have kind of cemented themselves in, although we're seeing Paul Kagamari playing a bit now. I'd like to think Henry Lawrence is in it and Robbo knows that. I reckon he must know Woodyard's in it, no matter what. I mean, he's he's the club captain at the moment, so he will always be on the one of the first names on the squad. Too, I'd like to think. 
and obviously you've got a Sal who we just can't really afford to not play because he he drives a to uh, opposition defence. He causes them problems. Okay, he causes us some problems as well with the bookings. I'd like to see quite a bit of Mabude just because I think he's quite exciting. And I think potentially he could be a very good player for us this season as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, get, I think you, you you hit the nail there on the head, uh, Connor, with the cemented places. Maybe Robbo said to him, again, what you said, Danny, we don't know the ins and outs of everything that's said behind the background, what who's injured, who's carrying knocks. But he might have said, look, boys, I'm going to be mixing it up a little bit at the start of the season. Uh, go out there and cement your place in the team. And only a few of them are putting their hands up and saying, I want to start every week. People like Hennigan, people like Will. Uh, we, we all know Will's made out of glass, or he was. Uh, and, and that's maybe one of the reasons behind that. Palmer, again, uh, was injured last year and we don't want the same situation. And that could be... But yeah, I think it might be the fact that he's going to him, look, I'm going to give you all an opportunity, all a chance. Now it's your turn to go out there. And even the players on loan, usually we get told they have to play. Doesn't look that way this season with Lawrence starting on the bench and Presley and stuff. And going out there and going, look, put in performances in your play. You yeah. you have to make me pick you. You know what I mean? Don't don't make it otherwise. Uh, and this was going to be one of our questions from a guy called Daniel Huck. Huckfield was one of his honest questions was, should we continue with the amount of rotation we're currently seeing? I think we've answered that for yeah. him. So I think we'll move on, boys, and we'll move on with honest questions. Uh, I've got a couple of them, even one from yourself, Danny. Oh. Uh, and, and we'll answer them next. See you in a bit. Back, and we'll be going with our usual feature now, which is honest questions. So we've got some questions from fans, uh, and we're going to ask them as honestly as we possibly can. Uh, I'll go with your because you weren't meant to be on tonight, Danny. You, you come on last minute. No replacement we, injury. We, we thank you for yeah. I was doing a medical at Boreham Wood, but you know, with the in the Palmer deal, but I've had to, had to yeah, they're asking I'm for you. <laughs> so first one, you you sent in a question over the last few seasons, which player who we have released would you welcome back into the squad? ideally players who we have released not try to re-sign. Yeah, it's so not like Tom Elliott, no, Lyle Taylor. They they made their choice to go, but the ones that we we released. Re-released of the last couple of years, who would you have back? Well, I'd quite like back Wordsworth. Okay. Just because I liked Wordsworth. I really rated him. I, he had the... Uh, he's fairly experienced. He had he was showing desire and or was actually trying to like, show that he was actually trying to play for the team and the fans. He, I remember um, a couple games when I was stood in the Kempo and he's come running up and started trying to get the crowd going. And I just think I'd quite like Wordsworth, but Wagstaff's another. I'd quite like Wagstaff. I thought he was quite good for us. Yeah. Uh, did we release James Shea? Uh, yes, I think we did. I think we did, actually. You I think we did. A look, didn't yeah. yeah, James Shea's another one. Uh, yeah. Although I, I do like Zanev. I think Zanev's quality. He's a bit, he can be a bit iffy with his feet, as Danny said earlier. There's been a few incidents like when he, I think he rolled the ball to the opposition player against Bolton or someone. I bet yesterday. <laughs> what about you, Lee? See, this is a tough one for me because players that have been released have been released for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and when I was looking through some lists of players that have been released, I all looked and thought, well, none of them have set the world on fire after they've left us. 
No. So not many like, do, do they? Not many do. No, and imagine uh, me because some of the players we have released, like say like people like Dylan Connolly, I really liked and thought that he could have kicked on last season and if he was with us and stuff, but he he ain't really done much. He's gone to Northampton now and no, he ain't really yesterday. kicked on. Mitch Pinnock, I, I didn't rate when he was with us, so I wouldn't bring him back. I loved I lo- I would have loved a fully fit Quasi Appia, but again, that was never gonna happen. He's a pro uh, now. Yeah, I just didn't see it. Scott Wagstaff, I really liked, but again, not kicked on since. I, I like Connor's one of Anthony Wurzerf. I really liked him, really liked the guy. I thought he was good for us, but I think he's just come to us at the wrong age, really. He was getting older. I'd have loved to have signed him when he was at South End in his prime because yeah. he was brilliant for them. But yeah, maybe that there's a couple like I love Ruben Collins as a lad. I really like he's at Merston now. Uh, I thought he was brilliant. We used to speak to him in the bar and stuff like that. But yeah, this was a really tough one for me because I was looking through lists and I was thinking all the players we've released were released for reasons and they're not exactly like, oh yeah, I'd love well, to Well, they released though because they weren't good. Or were, like, for instance, for me, the one name that hasn't come up and I would have him would be Luke O'Neill. No. I liked him. Oh, and I'll tell you who was also good, by the way, was Callum Riley. But That's I, another one. Have they been picked up anywhere? Like I haven't seen Callum O'Reilly sign sure. anywhere, and I've not seen O'Neill sign anywhere. Uh, Callum O'Reilly, Callum O'Reilly, Callum Riley. The only problem I got with Callum Riley is, would you have him over Woodyard, Harkin, and Marsh? I wouldn't, but I'd have. I think if you were talking, I think what Connor said, we are. If one of those guys gets injured, and again, this is the interesting thing with the squad chat is that everyone's fully fit, right? You take you take a player out of. One player out of the defence, one mid out of midfield, and one at forward, and we are light. And I think someone like Callum Riley is is a suitable squad player with a bit of experience who could do something. I don't think he would have set the world alight, but he does give us. He is a different type of footballer, and he's got a bit of experience. But um, he he's not signed for anyone else. Uh, no, I just looked, looked it up. He ain't he ain't signed for any club. Nor is Luke O'Neill. Yeah, Callum Riley, he's doing his coaching badges, I believe, or he's doing okay. something in regards to coaching. Uh, could be wrong on that. But you want him back at our club when no one feels fit enough to sign him at the moment during well, COVID times. He's not good, though. He could just I, be good. Same Callum Riley, I liked. He yesterday, didn't he? Or Callum Riley, last week. Callum Riley, I liked, but I wouldn't be having him back in our squad at the moment with the players we've got. And Luke O'Neill, I, 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 I thought he was awful, to be fair. Did you really? So there's no one that we release that you'd have back? No, I was looking. As I said I was looking in the lists and stuff like that, and I don't know Tyler Burley. I think I don't know if we released him. Well. He's done well. He's at Hartlepool and done well. He's at Hartlepool alone at the moment from Millwall. I don't know if we released him. I think we. I don't think we released. Him. I think they just picked him up when his contract ran out. The other one is Ashley Osama, who's at West Ham. That's it. That's a but weird one. That one because he went. He was injured, and then the other guy was the. One who's signing for Middlesbrough for like a million pound from Billy yeah, Ricky. Olesania, yeah. Well, I don't think he's signing for Billy Rick, a million pound for Billy Ricky, but that's how much he was he's rated at. Uh, oh. But he's going on a free from them. But I, again, I don't think we released. Him. <sighs> we released no. him. Remember, Akinfenwa. He we released. We got rid of him. I fell out of Akinfenwa after the playoff final. Uh, I didn't what, like his Alan Kennedy stuff with the penalty. I didn't like his antics after. I, I, it's all about it was Akinfenwa FC. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I loved him and I thought he was brilliant and he, he he raised the profile of Wimbledon which is great but he also raised his own profile and with Callum Kennedy 
if the story's right, Callum was going to take the penalty. His yeah. dad recently passed away. Yeah. It was all agreed, and Akin Fenwa took it off him. And it was a Wembley final, and Callum Kennedy was more of a Wembley legend to me, or for us, than I think Akin Fenwa was. I quite like Callum Kennedy. Uh, Callum Kennedy's yeah, another one. I, I'd decent. like to, to be right. fair. The problem is, I've, I've, I don't think he's fit enough to play now, but he's another one we released it. I, I would have back prime Callum Kennedy at the moment. I'd have Where's he? Is he still at Pizzarucci? Don't think he was at Slough last time, I believe, with uh, Barry Fuller. What about Barry Fuller? Did we release Barry? We did release Barry Fuller, didn't we? When he went yeah. to Chillingham? Or... Yeah, we released him. I don't think we're now. At the moment. Wanderers now, but. You're, yeah, no, I'm talking about Prime. You can't have him now. You're talking about you, Dad. People no, I, I mean, released. When, when you released him, would you have, would you have the person that you released? Oh, Prime. Barry Fuller released. I'd have him at Wimbledon now. I, the problem is, right, you've got Luke O'Neill, Barry Fuller, Henry Lawrence, and Charlotte. So you've got four right-backs at the moment, Danny. Who has? I, yeah, have. of course. But I, I, I would get rid of... I, w- I would have probably... I don't, I'm not a big Shea Alexander fan. Or even go to left-back and get rid of Nestor and Bossy. Yeah, see, Barry Fuller, yeah. I I'd, I'd, I think I'd change my answer and go, yeah, left-back Callum Kennedy. i take Callum Kennedy as our left-back right now because I don't think any uh, left-backs are good enough. And prime Callum Kennedy was unreal. But then did we release Mickey Haswell? Because I love Mickey Haswell. Oh, I love Mickey Haswell. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Awesome. So did we, we, did we release John May? <laughs> I think we did, didn't we? But... You wouldn't have him in League One, would you, John May? Kenwell, maybe. Prime Kenwell. Prime Kenwell. Did we release him? Craig Wanderer's manager now, doing all right as well. I heard. I saw Got that. A little bit of money behind him, I think. Anyway, but... we digress. Yeah, sorry. We're all bringing back Luke O'Neill and we're going to draw a line under we're it. Not, we're not bringing back Luke O'Neill. He ain't coming back to my squad. I'd probably, Dylan Connolly, I liked. I think he could have kicked on with us. But again, he hasn't kicked on anywhere else. So, right. We move on. So this is a question from Richard Farrell. What can be done about our ticket fiasco? People had tickets for Sunderland paid for, but arrived to pick up not there. Some missing has to be sorted for next weekend. We'll take a lot more to Ipswich. So we kind of talked about the ticket fiasco previously on the podcast. What? What? I don't know what can be done with regards to, say, Sunderland, who sent out the original tickets to Kings Meadow. Uh, I was at Gillingham and I was speaking to Andy Circuit in the club shop and people were trying to buy them because obviously Sunderland's a long way. I, I know one person was heading north to spend the weekend in Sunderland or he had family up there and he was heading up there on a Friday or Thursday or something. But if Sunderland sent the tickets to Kings Meadow, them tickets, I believe, had to then be destroyed and then they had to send new tickets because they didn't want duplicates being in the wrong hands and stuff like that, which I don't know why. But yeah, Sunderland sent the tickets to the wrong, wrong place, but... It does seem to be a bit of a shit one at the moment with regards to tickets. The scene tickets have still not been delivered, have they? Oh, I've not had mine yet either. You know I mean? isn't, isn't the paper ticket thing dead, though? Like, surely, you, you go to play Sunderland, you buy your ticket, they just send you the ticket on your eye, on an email, and as you go to the ground, you go, there you are. And it, Like, I don't see why... The, the, the paper ticket thing, for me, is, is a dying... is one of the things in football that's dying. Like, do we need paper tickets now? Everyone's got a smartphone. I know the older generation, like my dad, for instance, he would really struggle with it. And I'm, I sympathise <laughs> with the older generation, but surely you, ju- you just send it on a phone. Yeah, but you get got a it. souvenir ticket there, Danny. Well, exactly. Well, I agree with you. That's the one thing my, my dad used to like. 
having his ticket and he's got his ticket, he knows where it is. Whereas now it's on your phone, it's there. Just don't. So now you're saying that solution to the problem. Sorry, Dad, you can't you can't come home anymore because you can't get a paper ticket. Right, don't you ever go to my dad. <laughs> I'm just saying what you just well, said. You, don't you... think Pell will be listening to this and he'll be absolutely fuming with you. Mate, I love your dad. He's a legend. He's the only baker I like. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Like, I think Rich's you know point is... What is the major problem with the, the tickets? It's you, you're, you're the guy who's got ears everywhere and fingers in pies. There must be a, a, a fundamental thing that is being copped up because this is mental, isn't it now? I think everyone just blames COVID, which is ridiculous. Like, Ipswich, I don't know. Ipswich has gone on sale yet. Yeah, they have. When did they go on sale? You've got to have a double jab, and you, or you've got to have a, a vaccine passport, right? Which I understood was coming in, but Ipswich is the only club, and that's probably why their attendance is so low. Sunderland one, I can kind of... I don't know. If people bought tickets, why were they not then at Sunderland to pick up? And there was a big furore over that. Was that on us, or was that on Sunderland? But it seems like we're not the only club to have all this. It is happening at a lot of clubs. Is it really? Though? I think it happened at Southampton. Like they issued like a statement. I think they refunded a load of fans' tickets. But like, against Bolton, people had tickets written out on a piece of A4 yeah. paper. With we had their... it. We, one of the guys literally had it written out on a piece of paper. He just had his seat thing written on a with pencil. They went, there yeah. you go. And it was like, what? Yeah, and that's just ridiculous to me. But we've only got one person in their admin team. We only had one printer. I just think at the moment with Wimbledon, there's too many. <laughs> mate, if people had said we need more printers, there would have been more printers at the club. It seems to me that there's a lot of egos at Wimbledon that don't want to share power or don't want to pass any power on because they think if they lose that slight little bit of power, they could end up losing all the power. And I've had this conversation before on the podcast. It's a totally different subject regarding tickets, but Dave Charles, I think, has now uh, stepped down. But he was our... Sec- club secretary plus our supporting liaison officer, which shouldn't be the case. You shouldn't have like a support liaison officer should be a fan. And Dave Charles might be a fan. You know, it's harsh because we're a fans club, but he shouldn't be club secretary and our supporting liaison officer. So some things like put that to the club and get someone yeah. to go into it. We're now getting a media officer. You've got uh, Lawrence Lown, who is our media officer at the moment, which was a self-appointed role, which apparently the CEO- CEOs have given him over the years. But I've never seen that roll up for grabs until recently. It's just an ego boost for people to go, I'm the number one fan. I do this at the club. I do that at the club. I'm the celebrity. We've got so many people that want to be celebrity fans. You started me off now, Danny. I'm a bit of a wind here. But... It can't be that hard to do. It's just a ticket, for God's sake. It can't it's be that appar- hard, surely. Apparently, the story I heard was the ticket printer, got, or whatever it is, the system we use, got brought like a year ago. But it didn't actually get tested till like two weeks before the season started or something, and it couldn't do the Don's Trust Plus memberships or whatever they're called and the stadium cards. Oh, it's like oh. 40 towers. Don't give me Don's Trust Plus. What's, what's one was just the Don's Trust? Now we've got the Don's Trust <laughs> Plus. Now we've got the stadium card that you don't get any benefits from. It's just, it's just some things are just, just doing my nothing. And we'll talk about on other podcasts. This was meant to be a positive one tonight, but to me, it's just too many egos running around their club wanting that power and they don't want to give away 10% of it because they might lose the next 90%. The thing is really disappointing though. Like really disappointing. Um, I mean, I've paid, God, I've paid however much my season ticket. And think about all the people who bought season tickets last year and got literally like the certificate and they didn't get a card and we've been waiting for ages. And like, and like I said, you know, 
there are people who wouldn't have gone to that game because of that. I just I don't feel comfortable with you know the modern technology and stuff. Um, it's it, just a bit of a shame. But I don't know what you can do about it apart from we'll just have to sit and accept it. But it's just that balance as always when we're in the we've got professional ideals, but we're we kind of got an amateur belly at times, and we love that amateur side because we get the connectivity with the players and with the board, and it's very close. But you do have to accept if you want that intimacy, you have to also accept the fact that you are going to get moments of calamity, I guess. Yeah, no, I agree, Connor. If you have yeah, something. the um, well, uh, going back to the I think in the question they mentioned about Ipswich, and I personally I think they mentioned that um, surely we're going to have more fans going to Ipswich, but I don't actually think we will just because obviously you've got to be double jabbed or. As well. A test or whatever. I just can't see many fans. I think many fans just going nah. I agree. Going, I agree. Bothered. A lot of us lot were due to go to Ipswich because it's a good day out. You've got the marina. The sun should be shining. Uh, but I think with the price of the match tickets at like twenty seven quid, yeah, the seats are really small. It's uncomfortable to go there and watch football there. I'm and also, the f- I'm going. Also, the fact that you've got to be double jabbed or you've got to show a passport vaccine. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't want to go into politics and stuff. I don't care if you've had a jab or you don't have a jab. Do you know what I mean? It's your personal choice. I don't get why we're currently out of lockdown. We're out of restrictions. Why Ipswich are now imposing them on us. That's, but That's the thing immediately. Either everyone does it or no one does it. Unless you're in an absolute hotspot where it's like this is a prime like location, that just seems bonkers. If, I think it is a prime location for COVID at the moment. I think, what is it? One family... In Ipswich, I think the geezer was married to his sister, and then she got COVID. Um, but also that it was his husband; it was his uncle as well. So I don't, it's it's a weird old place up there, isn't it? So I think yeah, they're more worried about that than the COVID stuff. But yeah, it is what it is, and uh, hopefully we'll take a few up there. But and we'll go on and win, and hopefully, well, if Joe Piggott scores, he won't celebrate. That's a good thing, isn't it? Well, ex- well exactly. Yeah. Lee, by any chance, are you going on an Ipswich Town podcast? No, I'm not at the moment. <laughs> I was going to say, because if you are, you might have to issue an apology for the comments. No, that's fine. They all know. <laughs> if I do go on an Ipswich Town podcast, I'll probably speak to the geezer and then his son and uncle will come on at the same time. So, But uh, I don't have any plans to at the moment. I'll send Jamie on that. But, uh, boys, I think we're going to have to wrap it up now. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully three points. And uh, last question. Boo Joe Piggott or clap him? Clap. Neither. Oh. I'll, probably, I'll probably be too drunk to even do any anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good he did a lot for us. He, kept, he scored a lot of goals and he was a... The thing, as I said with him, it wasn't just the goals. He played so many games. He was very rarely injured. I would personally be clapping him and saying, well done. Yeah, it's good that we called him the pig. I know it's pig and pig, but he had the personality of a pig, though, didn't he? He was so boring. Right, <laughs> but fair play to him. Good luck. Hope he's earning loads of money and we beat him on Saturday. But anyway, here, here. Thanks very much, boys, for joining us tonight. Have a Thank good one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. Buy the fans for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.